know what time it is. For how long should I Mister? Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Seven minutes. Thank you, Jahani Smith. You're welcome. I am your host, Robert Stills. No. You are my co-host. I thought we decided no co-hosts. No, so that's right. You're a co-ho. <laughs> Uh, are we going to recycle these jokes? No, Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami in the house. Uh, we are recording to you from the beautiful South Lake Union in Seattle, Washington. We are currently in Studio 212 with uh, Super Producer K Boogie over here. Say what's up. K Boogs. Yo! Uh, um, this is a production of the Soundcasting Network, and we are late again with our current episode. Episode, is this 41? For one. For one in the one of Yes. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know who to blame. Uh, I'm going to blame Keith. Why don't you blame yourself? <laughs> Facts don't matter. <laughs> okay. I stole that one from Jesus and Mero. Um I'm, no, we're we're gonna have a guest, uh, Manuel Green, Chef Emmanuel Green. Uh, he came with some lame excuse, so he was not, um, yeah, not uh, our guest this week. And then we just got busy, you know, the life of a of a cook, uh, or you know, I don't know. Johnny's been on vacation, so he has really has no excuse. Yeah, I, d- dude, I'm just like doing my own thing, right? right? Just that, like, that's what we try to tell our producer, like watching hella Star Trek. <laughs> I got concerts to go to, man. I got arguments to be getting into. I went and saw Delta Funky Homo. I was supposed to be there. What was I doing? You were at some other party. Oh, that's right. It was my lady friend's uh, sister's birthday. Oh, yeah. You were watching that. Oh, shit. And I didn't talk about that. This, by the way, this is take two because the <laughs> computer crashed on your boy. Yeah, we had so much. It was good. It was good. Yeah, we were like 20 minutes in getting deep. And then all of a sudden, I saw the shit go black, and I was like, that was not a screen shut off. That was a complete shutdown. Both <laughs> screens went off. We were getting the groove. And I was like, yo, check that, homie, uh, in sign language. And all of a sudden, uh, the computer was off. <laughs> so anyway, so we're back. Take two. It ain't nothing but, ain't no thing but chicken wing. Here we got this. No, yeah. this, this episode's going to be faster. Yeah, this one's going to be fast because you know what we was talking about. Uh, updates real, real quick. You want me to go first again? Yeah, go. Anyway, uh, some things I left out now that I remember. Uh, Emma, happy birthday, by the way. Went to her party. Uh, she had... No, did I talk about this last week? No, I didn't because uh, we didn't record last week. Uh, he was at Delafunky Homo Sapien. I was enjoying a birthday party uh, where they had Skillet come and bring their food truck there. Oh, yeah, you were talking about that. Yeah. Uh, quick fact, I don't... Do I show put whip out the business card? Uh, anyway, they had the president of the catering department come, um, and they had to rent an extra truck because everybody else was busy. And we pull up, and it says "woohoo" on the side of the truck. And I was like, "What's this woohoo food truck?" So I was like, "What are who are you guys?" Woohoo! And they were like, "No, nah, we're skillet, homie." I was like, what's up with the truck? And they're like, so we are busy people, uh, our catering division, and uh, we need an extra truck. And the gentleman is fishing in Alaska. So he rented us his truck for $1,000 a month. That's nothing. Nothing. They made that back in two days. <laughs> so shout out them for negotiating that deal. Right. Um, other than that, I mean, it's been a while. I'm always out eating and stuff like that. Uh, I ate at Meet the Moon um, on Leshai. Mm-hmm. It was good. Had the biscuits and gravy. 
With that Biscuit is called gravy. With that side chicken, I will reiterate this. Uh, server, step up your game when you're trying to sell stuff. Uh, she asked me if I wanted the cinnamon roll that was made fresh in-house um, and explained to me that they had two left. And I was like, uh, you have one left because I'll be taking that. Did, did they not have two left? I don't know. I, I don't know if she Did they have three? <laughs> I'm assuming they had like a whole sheet tray. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but anyway, I was like, I'll take it. It was it was okay. It was good. But the biscuits, I explained the biscuits were, um, they were weird. They were flaky on the outside, but they were. Sounds um, like shortcake. I mean, can I, I mean, I don't know. It had like an English muffin texture, muffin type style, very dense in the middle. Not really. It wasn't. It wasn't a biscuit. Not like raw dough, but like. No, it was just wasn't. It was. It wasn't dry. Not biscuit. In the yeah. yeah. Okay. It, it wasn't fluffy. It was okay. dense. You know. That's um, weird. And I just had. I literally just left my girlfriend's parents' house. We were watching the debate, and I had a good conversation with her father about bread, <laughs> and he's been trying to perfect bread. He made a delicious bread. It was kind of dense. Um, we used it in our soup. And uh, he was just asking me about it. And I was like, yo, I really don't know too much about bread. But uh, what type of bread was he making? I don't know. Some sourdough. Beer bread. It was good. Um, salt levels were great. It was good. I told him proof. He thinks he used a little bit too much water. Yeah, probably water content, um, proofing, making sure the kneading. That's what he that's what he was concerned about. Uh, but then I was like, also, how long did you let it rest for? Uh, that's the thing about it. And I was explaining to him, I was like, it's, it doesn't matter. When you get the bread to where you want it, it's your bread. It's your bread, yeah. You know how you like it. You know it, it fits your your needs. Fuck everybody else. I like it kind of doughy in the middle. It, it wasn't doughy. It was, it was just dense. It was like no salt. It, like he didn't get the air pocket. That's exactly. Okay. That's exactly what happened. So when it was baking, it didn't expand. That's what he was like. No, it expanded. It rose. And I was like, nah. yeah. Yeah. That's a proof in front of thing. Okay. Uh, work. Um, yeah. They fired the homie that mm-hmm. I wanted fired. Uh, shout out to him. RIP. Uh, <laughs> I don't like the way it went down. Should have happened a lot earlier. But uh, they, uh, you know, asked me to step on up, and I was uh, whatever. I was already doing now it anyway. Well, I was already I was already doing it anyway. So uh, why not? You know, get paid for it for sure. So Kelly Kiki's back. Uh, she kicked that baby out the oven. She was like, "Get out of here, little, little bastard!" Uh, so she's back, and uh, we're gonna get it on point. You know, I have lots of fun. Uh, come see me at the Honey Hole, man. I'll be back there slinging them sandwiches like dope. dope. Yeah, maybe I'll come see you on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, uh, people, I'll be trying to hook people with sandwiches, but the thing they don't understand is like I pay for them. Mm. It's not like the hookup. Like, oh, let me toss you a sandwich on me. It's like, no, I'll take care of the sandwich, and that comes out of my tips. <laughs> so just let y'all know if y'all come up there and see me, I'm paying for him all day, every day. So support your boy. Yeah, come through, see me, say what's up. Yeah, yell at me. I don't care. Johnny, update. Hit him with it. Update. Been off for ten days straight. <laughs> Been greasy. Tell him why you're off. This, uh, is pretty, this is pretty dope. Yeah. So my chef is. Uh, so we're a small house. We only have like eight workers in total. Um, chef went on vacation with his newborn son and his wife, and they went down the Oregon coast with an RV. So since chef's away, the children tight. get to play, and so we shut the restaurant down for uh, ten days. Did you get to play? I played a little bit. I mean, I feel like what happened was is like I I got Friday, Saturday, Sunday off 
and then went back in to do um, a catering event on Monday and Tuesday. So I was in the kitchen working then. Oh, that pop-up wedding. The pop-up wedding, yeah. (laughs) And then then Wednesday, Thursday. What's a pop-up wedding? It's when you go to a person's house and you cook food at their house. So, oh, cater. When are you catered <laughs> a wedding? <laughs> These jokes are so much staler the second know, time it's around. It's not funny. It's funny between us. <laughs> the crowd? Uh, uh, not so much. Not, not so, so much. much. But yeah, but then on Wednesday, I went into the restaurant and we pickled everything in the walk-in and fermented. And then Thursday, I went in and we deep cleaned. And then I got Thursday, Friday, or I mean Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday off. I go back in tomorrow to prep the menu for... But that's nice because yeah, nice. everybody gets a vacation. Yeah. It's just you don't choose when you get to take your Exactly. Vacation. And I only got paid for like maybe a day. Doesn't matter, man. People still need time off. And I know people that work in kitchens that never get time that's off. That's true. And we had enough. We had so much time off that we were able to pull everything out of the kitchen and like spray the walls but down. But wait a second. Hose. Why did you deep clean your restaurant if you guys are moving? Not for another like six months. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we're not moving. We don't. The the plan is to be open by January. That's a stretch, for sure. I don't think we'll be open by January. But all right, that's what they want. So we'll see. Okay. Any uh, restaurants you want to uh, shout out that you ate at? Yeah, I'll give a shout out to Solari. Went there for brunch. Um, You're always shouting out Solari. Yeah, I like. I mean, I haven't been there in a while, but I've heard a why, lot. Why is it that you're always shouting out Solari? Because I support black chefs. <laughs> Um, just word. Uh, but are you saying that I don't? No, I was here just, at Grill Hall Steak Mister. We support support chefs of all diversity. Sure. Okay. But there's not a lot of black chefs that you know. I I enjoy that unless cookout. they're in this country illegally. Yeah. Then we, we shut we, the <laughs> fuck up, Robin. God damn it. <laughs> anyway, so. I do shout out Solari a lot, but I've been getting a lot of weird um, reviews on Solari, and a lot of people have been saying that it's not good. Damn. And so I- I have not read one of those reviews. No, it's not It's not reviews I've read. It's reviews I've heard from oh. chefs. All right. Um, and so- Haters gonna hate. Yeah, but these are like chefs of like, you know, well, of good restaurants, so- Name one, dog. I can't. Shut up. No, I'm not gonna <laughs> Put them on blast. Nah. They li- I think they listen because they know that I put people on blast, so- <laughs> So, yeah, so I wanted to check out some of the things, and, you know, I went there for brunch because I heard it was hit or miss, and I had a really good time. So, um, I'm not tripping. Shout out, Eduardo. Uh, I also went to How to Cook a Wolf, and that place was good, too. Oh, that's right, for your lady's birthday. Yeah, I think the Kumamoto's were were not right, but <laughs> we won't talk about that. I was like, I think this motherfucker's spawning, but... <laughs> But it was too dark oh, to tell, you know? I was like, I'm not going to bust out the flashlight and look at the fucking oyster nut and like, <laughs> <laughs> see if it's doing business. Anyway. You're, but gr- yeah. you're gross, homie. What? You're gross. Anyway, shut up. Yeah. Uh, so let's get a move on onto the show. You trying to get a move on real trying quick? Trying to get the move on. I didn't get any um, irritable bowel from from the food I ate this weekend, though. I said some IBS. <laughs> Except for that uh, teriyaki I ate tonight. Woo! <laughs> oh boy. my uh, god anyway all right uh let's get into the show yeah let's just do let's let's just do the two two articles no nah, what no nah, well let's let's let them know about the the, the secure scheduling got passed okay so let's yeah them up real quick real quick secure scheduling got passed by seattle city council which it don't really affect you busters in the back of the house yeah. or the front of the house because y'all are all acting like marks out here right uh, trying to whine about it and stuff like that uh, what I was all confused, trying to trying to trick me on the street. Well, it's easy to trick you, Robbie. 
<laughs> anyway, so yeah, on September 19th, uh, unanimously approved by the city council. Unanimously. And Mayor Ed Murray or whatever. Racist. And um, yeah, so that's a secured scheduling change. So you get 14 days notice and you get paid time and a half. That for, don't affect us. I know. but That it, affects Starbucks workers, REI. Yeah, but everybody King. was making a big deal like it was going to affect us eventually. Oh, no, man. You know, and, and it might, but we don't know yet. And so. the fact of the matter is none of the, we just talked about, none of this stuff even goes into effect for years. Yeah, for a year. So it's not even going to go into effect. Yeah, until July 2017. So who the fuck cares? <laughs> but yeah, it's um, it'll be good for for the people. Basically, what's going on is they were saying like um, districts like in Burien or in uh, like um, South Park, you know, down in the southern west area, they, they were getting hit with a lot of complaints about scheduling and how single mothers weren't able to get home in time for their kids or find daycare and do all those sorts of things. So this is really going to help um, the, the, the little guy, you know? Yeah, it's all the str- it's those struggling people out there, you know, that are at uh, you know, working at Starbucks or Subway or yeah. But the, yeah, as we were saying on the first take, you know, this is also like REI and like anything that's uh, yeah, retail. It's, it's people that are being abused by corporations, yeah. which I fully support. And then they had us even talking on the show like this is bullshit. You know, <laughs> we're like, this is not cool. I want to be able. I don't know. I've been flip floppy about it. I've been a little flip floppy about it, too, because there's been, you know, there hasn't been solid evidence on why you would be against it. But for some reason, we got hooked up into that group that was against it. I know. I was like, this is bullshit. I want to be able to choose. If but now I it seems like they're for it. I was just reading their shit and they were, I don't understand. Politics, right? Man. I don't know. Vote Trump. <laughs> <laughs> As we were saying before, America, third I, world country. I know, yeah. Oh, by the way, we're recording this. Yeah, this is coming straight at you tonight, I think. It's going uploaded. The, <laughs> the first debate was on. And, ooh, man. Thousands and thousands. Look like my brand, my grandparents out there arguing over directions to the airport. <laughs> you know out there struggling. By the way, yeah, we were informed tonight that uh, the, great, the, the great leader, uh, Donald Trump, uh, let us know that we are a third world country now. Yeah. Thanks, LaGuardia Airport. <laughs> Thank you, LAX. <laughs> Assholes. You look like shit if you fly in. When you're flying in from England, you look like, you know, or when you're flying in from uh, China, J- Japan, right? You look like shit when people are landing, okay? Get your shit together, all right? You know, as long as people, mm, I was going to say something, and then I was Good. like, that's not true, so I can't say it. <laughs> I was like, as long as people aren't dying in the streets, and we all good. <laughs> people are dying in the streets, apparently. <laughs> Too soon? To, to Chicago. Stand up. Right. Ferrello. Chicago duck. <laughs> Prayers go out, though, for real, to all those families. Um, You've but got yeah. to pray. Anyway, so pray. scheduling went past, and now we're going to go into um, Naka's new bar menu real Naka, quick. Naka, yeah. Uh, Naka apparently have a, has acquired the bar manager for Canon, mm-hmm. which was one of my favorite cocktail bars or specialty uh, fancy bars. I don't understand why he's the only one getting the hype, though, when the other two bartenders that we know yeah. are super good. I don't think Chip is bartending. Oh, is he, like, managing or something? You know, we tried to get him on the show. Uh, let's make fun of him. We don't know him. what Let, he let's does. Let's make sure he we breaks make, his arm. Let's make sure we make fun of him. That carries on from the first take to this one. <laughs> Chip <laughs> McLaughlin? Yeah, McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Not he r- sounds like a character, a uh, rape 
uh, rape victim on SUV, so, <laughs> SVU or something. It was terrible. <laughs> Came from behind. <laughs> Sorry. No, Chip was supposed to come on the show. He talked about coming on the show. He was very interested. Actually, he wasn't. He was bullshitting because he was like, I really want to win that that drinking podcast you have on the network, which is uh, oh, how, how to be, be a better, better drinker. drinker. Um, but I was like, they ain't trying to have you, homie. You're not on that level. You need to come talk about how you go in. Uh, Step correct. You go into restaurants and fire everybody and then rebuild the staff. That, <laughs> that's interesting to the squad. Right. But anyway, uh, yeah, so we have some people that work at NACA. Um, I have been there last year, year, I don't know, over a year ago. Um, a little little too rich for me, a little too deep for my pockets. Uh, it was delicious. Delicious. I, I was very impressed by them. Uh, but we just want to talk a little bit about their uh, new bar menu. Yeah, so they got a pretty sick bar menu going on right now. Um, it seems like they're trying to infuse gastronomy with their... Um, Cocktail menu, which is pretty cool. It's carrying over from their food. Yeah, exactly. So do it to it. They have like a the as I was saying, take one. They have the twenty dollar uh, Hendrix gin drink that's like that comes with I think infused foam or salt or something like that on the side. Hot dog foam. Yeah, it's just weird. You know, it's accoutrements for your drink. So you have your cocktail and then you have something on the side that you either add into your drink while you sip it or you add it drink, drink after yeah you drink after like a palate cleanser or See, something when you drink it like this right, <laughs> it tastes delicious but when you add this to it then mm. it totally changes the profile of the drink it actually uh, changes the molecular structure of the ice cubes and it turns it into gel yeah what was that about diamond ice cubes yeah said so the homeboy was cut diamond ice cubes they're probably shaped like diamonds they're probably shaped like diamonds yeah it's probably the hand cut ice cubes that well, you come use, talk but. to me when you got uh, ice cube in your freezer uh, shaped like the death star Idiot. <laughs> anyway, but the thing my that, girlfriend had the audacity to call it a pokeball. That's wrong. I got so upset. She's she's not the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, the one that the one drink that popped out the most to us was uh, the Wagyu infused Jim Beam. Yeah, we were talking about this in Take One. Um, how does one infuse Jim Beam with uh, Wagyu? You stick it in the bottle. You the, stick it in the liquor. The fat. The fat or the is, meat? Is it cooked? Yeah, I guess I you mean, would want to cook it. I don't know. Um, because if it's uncooked, it's raw. Get that botulism, have a botulism shot. <laughs> Get served at this Zabobo place. Yeah, so we're, we're just, I mean, this is interesting to us. And maybe we'll try to reach out to him and see if he wants to come on yeah, the I'll show. Yeah, I'll just send Chip a fucking email. Oh, shit, yeah. I, he lives across the street from me. I can literally knock on his door in my PJs in my uh, bar. I'll borrow your leopard uh, slippers that you're wearing right now. Oh, man, you're so comfortable. I got to get home. <laughs> um, yeah, but if you have not been to Naka before, um, it's definitely worth checking out. It's one of those places. The food is delicious. Um, yeah, definitely. They have the tasting menu thing going on for them um, in that area. So if you're interested in having a chef's chosen menu, um, spend a little extra money. And opposed to a not non-chef's chosen menu? Well, you know, when you have a... It's like there you have no choice. So you go there. You yeah, get you don't nine, even get the order. Yeah, you get nine courses and you get they get sent out accordingly. You just sit there and you eat them and you enjoy. And you get to play with your food. Yeah. And your drinks. Yeah, like we do it at my restaurant and we have this rule that it says on the menu, like lick your plates, put your phone away, do all that stuff. But, you know, they're kind of like jokes, you know. Um, but seriously, put your phone away. But seriously, yeah, put your phone away. But there was this one dude that took it too far and he was like, oh, it says to lick your plate. 
and he was licking every plate and I had to clear his plates and I'm like thanks bro but I don't want to touch your fucking saliva you don't get a discount because you're being a dishwasher (laughs) (laughs) he was gross Julio take care of that he was eating shit like a fucking animal I I mean dude I need bread to scrape up my plate sometimes I don't know if I'm gonna go lick that plate yeah no but he was like eating dessert with his finger and like he had a spoon but he was just still and it's like he was doing cocaine or something I was like what the (laughs) fuck is wrong with you bro cocaine cocaine anyway so uh, what we wanted to talk about today was uh, on on a grill how long segments dude oh shit I dropped it you son of a bitch I gotta refire chef I'm sorry (laughs) You cannot work in Naka, bro. Oh, wait, wait, wait. I found it. I found it. <laughs> you found it. <laughs> it was in the oven. Uh, I think it's overdone. I think it's overdone. <laughs> it's black. It's sir. soup. It's Nigerian. Um, <laughs> I had to kept it down. <laughs> so a New York Times article came out. Sorry, we're very, we're tired. Yeah, we're super tired. Uh, but. It's yeah, but we're doing it. By we're, Jason. On take, we're on take two. We're on take two. We shut we're, up and now we're, we're getting li- done. We're with a little it. late. If you just stop, sorry, we're late. God, he needs a drink or something. I feel like Drake right now. <laughs> sorry for the wait. That's Lil Wayne. Oh shit. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> New York Times <laughs> came out with an article this week um, talking about how Silicon Valley is getting overrun by the tech industry. Well, I mean, the parallels to Seattle are just. You know, intriguing to me. Well, it's all the big metropolitan areas where you want to get. But this specifically, this article specifically is what Seattle's future is going to be. Oh, yeah. And I know that we've talked about this on the show and we maybe we're beating a dead horse, you know, pounding it into the ground. But it's something that needs to change. And the, the, the article came out with numbers. Yeah. And so we wanted to review this article and kind of uh, give you guys like an idea of what like what we mean by how the tech industry is taking over, you know. Um, So basically, this article talks about how a 17 year old pizzeria um, called Zabobo closed up. Zabobo? Zabobo. Don't say it one more time or the computer will crash. (laughs) That's what happened, dude. Yeah. It's like, oh, man. Literally, Johnny said Zabobo three times and the computer crashed. And Johnny thought Zabobo was a clown. (laughs) But while we were, like, resetting up, what does Zabobo mean? It's a Congolese monkey. (laughs) (laughs) Johnny, before we started, was like, yo, no wonder his place got shut down with a name like Zabobo. (laughs) And then it's a co- what a what? I don't know. It's called a, a Congolese monkey, a Congolese mo- like a, a monkey, monkey from, from the Congo. Congo. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, fucked up. That's why this is why we work in the back of the house, and not the front. <laughs> they don't let us out there to deal with customers because Johnny would be like, "Yo, I got this customer. It looks like the <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! <laughs> <Remember> Chivo Roki. <laughs> I can't even do it right now. So anyway, so the so shout the, out Jiva. So the restaurant closed down and um, was replaced by an American Express um, <laughs> startup incubator. Um, basically, they start up new companies um, with their endorsement of American Express. Whatever, who right? Cares. Do it too, buddy. Make that money. Make the money. Um, uh, study shows that uh, seventy thousand square feet of retail and restaurant space were lost in between two thousand eight and two thousand fifteen. <laughs> That's a lot of space um, when you think about it. Um, Cafeteria-like 
restaurants are taking over these spaces um, from like Google and Facebook and all that stuff. The thing about it is, is these tech companies come in and they have the money to, to name their price. Yeah, and they can, they can like buy whatever property they want. If they want to come in and buy an entire neighborhood, they can do it and replace it with whatever they choose to put in there. Um, they do it. They have but a budget I, for it. And I see it because, and I see where they're coming from because it's basically what they're doing is they're creating a community for their employees. That's how they get, that's how they get the best people to come work for them. Exactly. You and know, they like, provide you have, the best amenities for you. Exactly. To come, like come work for us. And that's what's happening is like, so what's going on is like these places are um, poaching chefs and cooks because they can offer them 401k and benefits and higher wages. They're not necessarily cooking food that's going to be good for their soul, I guess you could say, but they're still cooking higher end food. They're not cooking like burgers and you know, spaghetti and meatballs and stuff like that. They're doing so on some cases, some, some, some cases, cases they are, some cases they are, but some places are, you know, actually trying to do something. The problem is if you are not in the tech industry, you, you have no access to this food. Yeah. Right. And yeah. And even if you work there, you still cannot go there and eat. Yeah. Unless you work for unless you work, you have to have a badge. The company. Yeah. You have to have the. the And that was one of the things they said on uh, in the article was that, yes, um, that old restaurant that used to be there. It was great. It's family owned. It's been there for over 10 years. Um, The new restaurant. Looks amazing inside. It smells delicious. They have uh, braised pork sliders on their menu. But if you ain't got no badge, you ain't welcome. You're not welcome. Which is, you know, it's kind of messed up because it's, it sucks because the people who were originally there before, yeah. they can't, now they have to find new places to go and new places to Well, they can't even get staple. a job. They can't even get a job. And they can't get a job. So yeah. they have to move out of Palo Alto. Um, and find new employment. And yeah, and they were else. saying that this is hitting all the way to, uh, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but uh, Cupertino and uh, San Jose and stuff like that. Like, they're being affected by this, too. And um, they, they, it's fucking up the chefs. Like, chefs are going down to four-day weeks um, for cooks because they can't afford to pay them. Or they're losing cooks because these cooks are getting poached by the places that are giving them benefits. And so they're trying to get better cooks in and they can't I what was one of the things that homeboy said he was doing he was just posting pictures of hot servers on his oh yeah yeah he said the way he said that what he actually did before was would he had a a a large selection of people wanting to come in and work for his restaurant Um, but since the tech companies have poached all the cooks he's having to rely on Craigslist Mm -hmm. and all he does is post pictures of people but like stock photos of people butchering meat and hot servers to get them on that he's you know he's like I'm just taking whatever I can get enticing people with cool pictures exactly like they're hiring their children (laughs) (laughs) yeah at 14 he said what he said he's breeding his uh, yeah they're breeding their own industry which is what you know which is the thing that I think a lot of people don't remember is like back when I mean you're older than me but you know when I was coming up that's what everybody wanted you wanted to build your your the next generation and pass it on to your family yeah and that's what happened and I think with the whole culinary industry and this whole craze is that we're losing touch with the whole passing down of knowledge family Um, family food is not fancy enough anymore no it's like you got to go it's looked at as secondary um style food yeah it's too rustic yeah exactly It's it's not it's not fancy enough and that's the crazy thing about it is like now you have to know about isi 
and how to use your uh, molecular gastronomy and things like that. But then once you start using it, you realize it's not that hard. You just need somebody to show you the you way. You just need somebody to show you. It's all about bring a nice chef in. It's all about direct measurements. And then once you do it, it's pretty simple to break it down. It's like what people want is they want those rustic classics, but they want you to break it down and make elevate, it fancy. Make it fancy. Get a better plate. So yeah. So like <laughs> one of the things that we do. Apparently at, not in Palo Alto because Palo Alto they want you to eat a fancy food cafeteria style. Well yeah, I guess they do. But um, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. I, I'm, I'm on the. I fence, mean, I think it sucks. Because I'm, I'm, it's it's kicking out an industry and they're yeah, having, but what if you work there? What it, think about put yourself in the shoes of the tech worker? Well, yeah, if I worked there, it'd be awesome because I wouldn't have to do anything. But it also sucks because it's like, why would I go out to eat after work when I can just wait to go to work the next day and get good food for free? Like they don't have to pay for this food. You got expendable income, man. Yeah. You can do whatever you want. You don't care about the people that were there before. No, but it makes and that's sen- the problem with. That's but it makes sense that Seattle like right now. that the that that the nerds aren't that they're not going out to eat at the places like why Mullis had to lose their oh, chef yeah. and why all these places aren't getting filled not- up with these people is because they can go to wherever the fuck they want and have good food for free. That's and they're right. like, I'm not going to pay for it. I'm going to go buy Domino's after work. You know? That's right. So it's like, it's shedding light on this and it's really interesting because it, you know, I, whatever. About so the, what, so about us bitching about it so much, what, what, what can, what can we do? What is, what is something that, how can we get this I to think, stop? I don't think there's any way to get it to stop. I think we just need to f- realize that it's RIP in Palo Alto already. Yeah, it's just it's like, going to be RIP here in Seattle. You got to bring back the small time restaurant, or you got to, or you got to bite the bullet and go work for one of these companies. Really? Yeah, no, I've went and looked at some of these companies. It looks terrible. I mean, it is terrible, but the same thing is, is like the. It's certain areas, you know, so it's like the Palo Alto, the San Jose, the Cupatero, whatever it's called. Um, but it's like for Seattle, it's uh, it's like Capitol Hill, um, downtown Soto. But if you move up just a little bit and like go towards Fremont and Ballard, those are still untouched areas by the tech industry where you can open up restaurants and you can flourish. It's like Ballard is fucking booming right now Cracking. with a bunch of new restaurants as well as Freelard and Fremont and all that stuff. And what they're doing in Fremont is they're building the housing for those nerds. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um but they don't they have to they have to bus go to go over to their neighborhood. So in those other neighborhoods, we're still that's how we save this industry as we go. We keep on going. We keep on pushing just, out. Just keep moving. Just keep on re- just keep moving. Because like like think about the herb farm, you know, in, in, in Woodenville, Washington, um, and how they do so well out there. They're in wine country, they're a little bit up north in a Washington state. And they probably don't have too much competition because their other restaurant is what? Barking Frog? Yeah. You know, which is right next door. <laughs> so it's like people aren't understanding that if you go out to these little ass towns and you just open up a fly ass restaurant, people will come to you. Uh, Chef Chad White from um, Top Chef season 13 opened up a restaurant in um, Spokane, Washington. Like, really? Places I mean, if bumping. You, if dude. you want to live there, places bumping. People are traveling up to Spokane just to go eat at a ceviche restaurant. <laughs> like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, make it hot, make it pop. Yeah, I get you got to find your flavor. There's no more flavor in Seattle. Nah, nah, the flavor's not, being teched out. Not really, man. So, teched, I like that. Yeah. Word. <laughs> the flavor in Seattle's being teched out. Yeah, you got to find your flavor. Quotes from Jahani Tsunami. I'm a, I'll be a motiv- I'll be a Chris Hill one day, a motivational chef speaker. He said he would come on the show. We'll we'll FaceTime him in. Yeah, Skype, baby. 
Um, oh, one last point that I wanted to bring up about this whole thing before we wrap this up. Um, so with the whole, the paying for the square footage, which is 60% higher than it was four years ago, mind you, um, they also have to pay for up to four parking spaces. Oh, yeah. What's up with this? Which go for $62,000 a piece and they have to buy all four. And you get fined if, if you, you don't. don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you have to spend $250,000. Profit margins in restaurants are so little. Thin. Yeah. And They're then they have to give it up for that. Yeah. And then they have to rent the patio space on front. Like yeah. that's basically what they're saying is that if you try to open up a restaurant in Silicon Valley, that it is not owned by you, whether or not you own that property. Well, I mean, the thing about it is, is it's a model for what's going on in a lot of different cities. Yeah. And it's um, that, that there was nothing there before. But yeah, but with like a place that has $2,800 for a one bedroom apartment and yeah. y- the people are spending $250,000 on fucking parking spaces, how are they going to pay their cooks? <laughs> like, they yeah. can't even like. Well, we welcome we welcome some of those cooks up here in Seattle. Yeah, we, for ne- sure. we need you. We definitely Everybody do. needs jobs here. Um, that's what I was saying to my coworker that got fired. I was like, Psh, it'll be and rent's not real. that crazy yet. It's still, it's still. <laughs> nah, you can chill. find. I know, man. You get some roommates popping off. You get a really, really nice place. Yeah, I realize with a roommate, yeah, it's, it's a very affordable city. I'm trying to live by myself though. Yeah, I know. All right, you got that mother-in-law though. <laughs> <laughs> That ain't me. All right. That's going to bring, end up, bring you to the end of our episode number 41. <clears throat> Once again, thanks for being late yeah. uh, on this episode. Sage. Yeah, we have to. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. IOW. You fucking on that devil's lettuce? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm on that. No sleep till Brooklyn. Oh, IOW. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to pop off with some sage. Um, Step correct with the sage. Yeah, it's popping off right now. And uh, we just wanted to go with herb. We haven't done an herb in a while. I think on a month ago, maybe mm-hmm. we did herb. Um, Jahani, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Yeah, I'll go first. Hit it up. Um, so I'm going to do a rosemary sage rub for some chicken. And um, then we'll put that on top of like risotto or something like that. But um, for the rub, you're just going to do two tablespoons of paprika. Um, two tablespoons of ground sage, one tablespoon of dried rosemary, a tablespoon of garlic powder, um, half teaspoon of cayenne pepper, um, one and a half teaspoons of salt, and one teaspoon of freshly ground black pepper. Um, in a small bowl, you're going to mix all these ingredients up. And what I like to use is um, a mortal, mortar and pestle, and you just grind it up in there and you just make a nice little slurry maybe throw a little bit of oil in there uh just to make it bind together a little bit and then just rub that meat down just rub it down um what i would do is let that rub sit on the meat for at least a couple of hours let it um penetrate the skin get into the flesh um make it flavorful and then you'll just roast whatever you uh rub down at around 350, 375 for until it's cooked, you know, depending on what you want. Um, then once it's done, put it on top of your favorite, you know, pasta, risotto, whatever. Uh, maybe even next to a salad. I would put it on a half chicken, like roast a whole half chicken and just do a salad on the side. Boom. Delicious. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, I was inspired. I made some for my girlfriend the other night, and I was like, oh, man, I like this, but I'm going to go a little different. Um, from what I did the other night, I'm going to be doing a sage cream sauce. Um, so what you're going to need is you're going to need like a half stick of butter, one whole bunch of sage, sage leaves. Um, uh, let's go two cups heavy cream um, and maybe half a chicken a half a cup of white wine sauce, um, salt and pepper, uh, to taste, right? So you're going to take your, uh, butter, you're going to toss it in a medium pan, throw it over a uh, medium heat. Um, you're going to add your, uh, sage leaves to it. You're going to cook it until those uh, sage leaves start to wilt down. Um, you're going to pour in your heavy cream. Um, you're going to get it nice and hot and bubbly. You're going to want to cook, turn it down. When it starts to bubble, you want to turn it down. So it's simmering. You want to reduce that down. Let it get like maybe a tan color almost. Pour in your white wine sauce, bring up the heat a little bit more um, until it starts to thicken. Uh, maybe add some cheese to it. Add your salt and pepper. Um, and then, um, yeah, you can toss that over anything. Ravioli, gnocchi, uh, linguine, whatever. Um, yeah, it's easy, easy going. Uh, fast, quick. It's a really, really good sauce um, to serve with pasta. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's our show. Episode 41, In the Bag. Sorry for the wait. Um, I thank Keith for producing us. Uh, I want to thank Studio 212 for having us here. I want to thank Soundcasting Network for hosting our show. And uh, all the people for listening, you can reach out to us at Grow How Long Steak Mister on Instagram and uh, Facebook. Our Twitter is going to be uh, at How Long Steak Mister. Our email address is going to be Grow How Long Steak Mister at Gmail. Um, you can find me as Bobby Stills on Facebook and Instagram. And you can get Johnny. What are you, Johnny? Johnny Toonami <laughs> on the gram. Uh, anyway, yeah, we're going to be back with another show this week. So, uh, you guys that missed out that said something about us not being around, uh, you're going to have two this week. So, hope you, I hope you don't get too sick of us. Thanks, guys. Yeah, let's catch you soon. Time to sleep. Uh. Grill, how long steak, mister? Five minutes out. Eat a dick, bitch. <laughs> <laughs>